Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. This episode is brought to you by the St. Jose Maria Institute. We're so excited for you and your family to hear about the holy life of St. Jose Maria Escriva. For him, our path to holiness is found when we welcome God into the ordinary moments of our lives, right where we are, in traffic, doing laundry, sharing meals, working, studying, or playing. Listen to the St. Jose Maria Institute podcast and visit our website for free resources to learn more about St. Jose Maria today. Find us at stjosemaria.org and on Instagram and Facebook. For more information, check out the link in the show notes for this episode. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $5 to $50 a month with some fun perks that go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Sometimes life can get busy. Between school, homework, fun activities, and family time, we can get so overwhelmed with everything that we forget to pray. We can get so busy that we forget about God. Not so for the saint we will hear about today. For Saint Jose Maria Escriva, work was prayer. He found Christ and helped others to find him in the most ordinary of moments. Throughout his entire life, he lived as though everything he did was an act of love for God. And so everything he did became a prayer. However, this work would not be easy. In fact, no part of Jose Maria's life would be easy. Even from the time he was a baby, he had to fight through life's hardships. And only through God's love did he survive. Dr. Camps, I'm glad you made it. You can walk with me the rest of the way to the house of the Escrivas. Thank you, Dr. Lafarga. It seems so odd to feel the warmth of the sun on this beautiful day, 
when we have such grave business to attend to. Yes, this is no happy occasion, especially for the Escrivas. My heart is still, still racked with pain and guilt. You cannot blame yourself. We did everything we could. Their child is simply too ill. Little Jose Maria is too far gone. Still, my heart can't help but break for the family and their little one. No one should have to lose a two-year-old child. Wait, what's that sound? It sounds like laughter? Coming from the Escriva's house? Doctors! Come quick, it's a miracle! What is it? Oh, doctors! I I still can't believe it, little Jose Maria. He has been healed. But how? Mother Mary, Our Lady of Torres Ciudad. I prayed and prayed and she heard me. Around 2 a.m., Jose and I awoke to crying. We went to check on Jose Maria and he was healthy as ever. He looked at me with a big, healthy smile, and I knew a miracle had happened. God be praised! He looks wonderful! Thank you, doctors, for all you've done. Your prayers were heard by our Holy Mother. And now she will hear our thanksgiving. We are all going to her shrine to thank her. And he seems more than healthy enough for the journey. Wouldn't you say, doctors? He gets a clean bill of health from me. And if it weren't for our other patients, we would join you on that pilgrimage, Dolores. In the meantime, we will pray for your little boy. It is obvious God has something great in store for him. Dr. Lafarga was correct. God did have wondrous plans for Jose Maria. However, he wouldn't become aware of them for quite some time. Despite being a very holy young boy, it wasn't until his 15th birthday that God gave him the first sign as to who he was to become. As Jose Maria walked home from school on a still winter day, he saw something on the streets of Logroño, Spain that would change his life forever. A Carmelite friar walking barefoot in the snow. Excuse me. Oh, yes. Your, your feet must be so cold. Please, come back home with me. My father and mother would be more than happy to give you an old pair of shoes. I'd give you mine, but they may be too small yet. Hold on, young man. What is your name? Jose Maria Julian Mariano Escriba. Well, Jose Maria, you have a very nice name. It is a pleasure to meet you. My name is... Please, good friar, would you like to continue this talk while walking to my house? I'm worried about your feet. <laughs> my young friend, if even half the people in Logroño had your eagerness for charity, the world will know no poverty. But don't you see my face? I am smiling. Smiling? Yes, the discomfort in my feet is a joy to me because, because I'm offering it up to glorify God. So you do not want any shoes? No, 
for each step I take is a prayer. Each step sings God's praise. Small things, all things for Christ. I understand. Of course. Thank you, Friar. You have helped answer a question that has been on my mind for a long time. What is that? I have been asking God what I should do with my life to glorify Him, but it wasn't until I saw your smile and your feet in the snow that it hit me. If other people can make sacrifices like that for the love of God, aren't I capable of offering Him anything? Aren't I capable even of offering up my entire life? I know the Lord is calling me to something. Of course he is. He calls each of us to holiness in a very specific way. Your vocation will be made clear. Just keep praying and trusting the Lord. Wherever Jesus is calling you, there will be your joy. Jose Maria found greatness in the ordinary and sought Christ's will with all his heart. In time, he felt a clear call to the priesthood and joyfully entered the seminary. He worked tirelessly at his studies, prayed fervently, and on March 28, 1925, he was ordained and became Father Escriva. Yet still, there was a divine restlessness in his soul. A clear answer came to him on a beautiful day in autumn. It was October 2nd, 1928, and Jose Maria was on retreat in Madrid. For years, God had been sowing ideas into his heart, like different rays of light. Then, one morning, as he was going through old notes, everything fell together, like God placed a piece of glass in front of the rays of light and focused them all at once so that he could see he ran to the chapel and fell to his knees to pray in thanksgiving. At last, I finally know what I'm to do with my gift of priesthood. Thank you, Lord. Today, the Lord has founded his work. Not my work, Lord, but yours. It's a, a way of life. The way God does things. It's a way for all of us, the entire world, to transform our everyday lives and ordinary duties into acts of holiness. Everyone a saint. We shall be transformed through this work, the work of God. Jose Maria couldn't contain his joy. He smiled as he pulled out a pen and paper to write down all that God had revealed to him. I am to form an apostolate, a community with lay people, students, and others, but all young, and to form groups, and to pray and get others to pray, to instill the idea that we are to do everything for love. That way there are no little things. Everything is big. Great holiness consists in carrying out the little duties of each moment. 
A little act done for love is worth so much. Jesus, I trust in you. Guide my way. Little by little, and then all at once, his way began to expand. In 1930, Jose Maria named his organization Opus Dei, which means work of God in Latin. He was a prolific preacher and traveled to establish Opus Dei founding groups in multiple cities. In November 1933, he founded DYA, an acronym for Derecho y Arquitectura, Law and Architecture in Spanish which was a student residence and study academy. At DYA, Jose Maria spread the message of Opus Dei by living alongside the university students and inviting them to chase holiness together. The first few years of the academy were filled with joy and prosperity. But soon, all of this changed. In June of 1936, the Spanish Civil War erupted. Anti-Catholic revolutionaries killed over 2,000 priests, monks, and nuns, and the DYA was reduced to rubble, never to see its five-year anniversary. Father Escriva managed to survive by disguising as a layman and living in hiding. On a cold night in the winter of 1937, he paced in his room, his bag packed. After months of planning, he was ready to escape. Father Escriva! Father Escriva! Come in. Are you ready to go? Yes, I... Father... Are you sure you want to do this? I am. I know the Lord is calling me to continue my mission as a priest. I can't live in hiding any longer. We'll be lucky to survive. If the Lord gives us a burden, he will give us the strength. You're right. Um, I just can't help but feeling frightened. Must leave quickly, the others are waiting for us. That night, Father Escriva and a small group of Opus Dei members ran through darkened alleyways, dodging the soldiers that roamed the streets. They ran until they reached the safety of the Pyrenees Mountains and began their long trek to freedom. The journey over the Pyrenees proved to be long and perilous. The days stretched on, and Jose Maria and his men felt the toll on both their bodies and hearts. One night, they stopped to sleep in an old abandoned church. 
Jose Maria knelt in prayer alone. He was beginning to lose hope. Dear God, I am racked with despair. All that I have worked for has been destroyed. All the work, your work, that has been done has been for naught. I am abandoning the beautiful city where you gave me my calling and leaving the sheep of my flock without a shepherd. There is danger around every corner, and I don't know how I can continue to teach your way. I feel more lost than ever. Lord, I ask for a sign. Please show me something to comfort me, to let me know that I'm doing the right thing. Please, Lord, please. Jose Maria bowed his head and wept. Alone in this broken down church, he felt more alone than he ever had before. Yet through his sorrow, he suddenly felt peace swell within him. He felt a gentle urge to open his tear-filled eyes. What? Front of him, among the dusty wooden boards and cobwebs, sat a beautiful wooden rose, painted in vibrant gold. Jesus, thank you. Thank you so much. May we forever sing your praises. Jose Maria picked up the rose and tucked it into his pocket. The sun was just beginning to peek out over the Pyrenees mountainside. He smiled broadly and prepared to celebrate the mass before journeying on. Father? Good morning, Juan. Father, are you all right? I heard you weeping late last night, but now you seem so filled with joy. I had let doubt and despair enter my heart, but God has flooded me with peace. I now know I am following his will. We must continue on. To begin is for everyone. To persevere is for saints. Now go gather the others so we can celebrate the Mass and continue on. Jose Maria had found his way again, not just through the mountains, but to the center of God's heart through his work. Eventually, the Spanish Civil War ended and Jose Maria was free again to travel Spain and now the world, bringing Opus Dei to more and more people. He founded colleges for men and women and even established the headquarters of Opus Dei in Rome. He traveled to the shrine of Our Lady of Lourdes, praying beside the healing waters for his church to be healed. He traveled to the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, praying that Mother Mary would reveal the truth of God's way to the world 
as she revealed herself to Saint Juan Diego. He even traveled back home to the shrine of Our Lady of Tortes de Udad in Spain, where his mother had taken him as a child in thanksgiving for his miraculous healing. Jose Maria made these pilgrimages because of his deep and lifelong devotion to Our Lady. He always went to her like a child to his mother for anything he needed, especially for Opus Dei and for the church. On April 27, 1954, Father Escriva and his closest friend, Father Alvaro, were together on the feast of Our Lady of Montserrat when another miracle happened. What a glorious day. Shall we eat? Yes, but first, I'll need insulin for my diabetes. Do you mind helping me? Of course. Let me draw it up. And there you are. All set. I'm so sorry you have to suffer from this illness, Father. Oh, don't be. It, it's... Uh... It, it's... Father! Uh, absolution. What is it, Father? Here, lie down. Uh, absolution? Someone, call for a doctor. He needs help. Absolution. Ego. De absolvo. Of course. Absolution. God, the Father of mercies through the death and resurrection of his son, has reconciled the world to himself and poured out the Holy Spirit for the forgiveness of sin. Father Escriva collapsed. Father Alvaro desperately tried to find his pulse, holding the hand of his best friend and watching his color fade away. Ten long minutes passed, and he feared the worst. Please make room. I am a doctor. Let me help him. just coming to, Doctor. I don't understand what happened. Pulse is strong. Color is returning. It must have been anaphylactic shock. You're very lucky, Father. How are you feeling? Much better. Thank you so much for coming. But I don't want to take your time. Really, I'm all right now. Well, if you're sure, pleasure to see you, Father Escriva. Likewise, Alvaro, Alvaro. What is it? I can't see a thing. The anaphylaxis has left me blind. Father, why didn't you tell the doctor? Because I didn't want to worry him unnecessarily. This may just go away. Come now, my friend. Guide the way. I'm still in need of my lunch. Just as he thought, Jose Maria's eyesight returned in full only a few hours later. But another miracle happened that day. From then on, he was fully and completely cured from diabetes. On the feast of Our Lady of Montserrat, the Blessed Mother interceded once more for her faithful servant. Many years passed, and Father Escriva continued his mission, 
He wrote books that touched the hearts of thousands and helped the world to know the universal call to holiness and beauty in the ordinary. Understand this well. There is something holy, something divine hidden in the most ordinary situations. And it is up to each one of you to discover it. He had a shrine built to honor Our Lady of Torres Ciudad and always remembered to pray for her intercession. In 1975, at 73 years old, Father Escriva knelt to pray in the quiet chapel of the shrine. I somehow knew I would find you here. <laughs> what can I say? After all these years of friendship, I've become predictable. What's on your mind, Father? I feel a divine restlessness. I am yearning for my final resting place in the arms of Jesus. I am no longer necessary. I'll be able to help you more from heaven. Jose Maria, you are the founder of Opus Dei. You are necessary. You have helped change the world. God has changed the world. I have merely provided the means. And you will provide them again. Alvaro, do you remember when I traveled to the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe a few years ago? Yes. Well, one day during this trip, I felt very tired and went into a room to rest where there was a picture showing Our Lady of Guadalupe giving a rose to Juan Diego. Looking at this painting, I thought, that is the way I would like to die. Looking at the most blessed virgin and having her give me a flower. Thank you for being with me, my friend. You have been with me since the beginning and I know you will be with me till the end. Father Albero was with Jose Maria until the end. Just a few months later, on June 26, 1975, Father Escriva was granted his final request. While in Rome, he walked into the office where he worked and looked up at an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. In that same moment, his heart beat for the last time. His death seemed sudden and unexpected to many, but to Alvaro, and indeed to the great saint, it was right on time. He died basking in the beauty of our Holy Mother. Immediately, the hundreds of thousands of people whose lives Father Escriva had touched began flooding the Vatican with reports and testimonies of the holy works the great priest had done. And only 17 years after his death, Jose Maria was already beatified by none other than another future saint, 
Pope John Paul II. You've been looking out the window for a long time, Alvaro. Oh, Your Holiness, forgive me. I am just so taken by the crowd. They say 300,000 have come to see him be a divine. Look what Father Escriba's divine restlessness has won for the church. Surely there more would have come if the streets of Rome were wider. I, I wonder, I wonder what he would say if he were here to see them. I believe he would simply whisper a prayer for them, turn with that knowing grin and say, back to work. And so he would continue to pray. That was his way. And God's way. Now he shall rest in the Lord. St. Jose Maria Escriva was canonized a saint on October 6, 2002 by Pope John Paul II. He is the patron saint of ordinary life and his feast day is June 26. Jose Maria was an unstoppable force of God's love. From starting a global community of believers to founding multiple colleges to touching the lives of hundreds of thousands of people worldwide with his published writings, especially his book, The Way. Even when things were at their worst, his perseverance and faith led him out of the darkest times of his life and into the light of God's love. However, what makes him so incredible is that everything about him that was extraordinary came from the ordinary. His way, the living of one's everyday life with a prayerful and joyous attitude for God's glory transformed even the most mundane tasks of his life into groundbreaking work. To this day, Opus Dei stretches across the globe and has almost 100,000 members worldwide. When we turn our lives over to God, we find that He transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary. Even the smallest of tasks can be made into an act of love for God and one another. What are ways that you can find the extraordinary in the ordinary? Maybe it's in seeing the beauty of the little things in your life or offering up every part of your day to God. St. Jose Maria Escriva understood this better than anyone and inspired thousands to live God's way. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners. 
and need your help to keep this going, please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. A special thanks to our new patrons who are donating $10 a month and up. These are families and individuals who donate to help us to continue Saints Alive. A special thanks to our new patrons, Claire, Tessa, and Kate Moon, Violet, Ida, and Claire Darland, Phoebe, Ambrose, Rocco, and Philomena, Isaac, and Davy Kina, the Damasi family, Hazel, Philomena, Leo, and Daisy, Claire, Isaac, and John Paul, Brian, Zelly, Therese, and Bernadette Massery, Lane, Evelyn, Charlotte, and Caroline, Killian, Philomena, Blaze, Sebastian, and Lucy Copeland, Isaiah, Luke, Jacob, William, Charlotte, and Peter Armstrong, CR, Emily, Jude, and Margot Lewis, John, Cecilia, Francis, and Mary Dill, Emma, Charlie, Rosie, and Mary Grace, Clara and Henry Reinman, Ava, Elena, Ethan, and Amelia Abenge, Evelyn, Alexander, Stella Maris, and Zelly Garini, Owen, Augustine Whipple, the Swanick family, and the Connell family. Thank you all so much. We are excited to announce the launch of our Saints Alive Youth Missions. We are now bringing Saints Alive to you, live, in your parish or school. Our youth missions are dynamic talks to inspire your children to set out on the journey to sainthood. Complete with giveaways, you can turn a normal school day into a day that forms future saints. Booking now for the coming fall and spring semesters. Email us today for more information at saintsalivetalks at gmail.com. And don't forget to mark your calendars for our next episode on St. Ignatius of Loyola, premiering July 17th.